Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode <laughs> 126. I'm in the booth with my brothers, Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the casual body today, Regina. If you're on YouTube, I have a, um, yeah, what, what, is what that? color is this? It's a forest green. It's a forest green sweatsuit with a little, little beanie on, um, but CV, I don't know if you could see the cameras. Mike used to do some heat on the feet. Mm, not anymore. So these... These are um CV, can you switch the camera on me? What are those ones? What? What what are you, what are you doing over there? He was doing oh, the behind the scenes. Oh, you're recording. Kid so, does it all. Give him a break. So over there. I don't know if you can see, but if you are on YouTube, I have uh, a pair of Jordan ones on, right? But they are exclusive Union LA Jordan ones. Came out in 2018. Um good story behind it if you're if you're into kicks at all. Nah, we're good. Um <laughs> nah, we're good. Well, point my toe like this. Lift him. Show your there flexibility. Show him how you get oh, up he's there. got it. Look at that. Um, so, you know, I'm a little sneakerhead here and there. Used to work for Nike. Yeah. Uh, but I love stuff like this. So uh, the Jordan 1 is the first Jordan to ever come out. Dropped 1985-ish. Um, so Union was actually a, a sneaker store in New York, right? And CV, you'll, you'll like this too, that um, became like the the pinnacle of like streetwear and culture to blend like New York City with fashion, right? So Union New York City ended up closing its doors, but now they have Union LA, right? So Union LA is owned by this guy, Chris Gibbs, who basically created, well, he creates Union Jordan sneakers. It's, co- it's a collaboration with Union, right? And these sneakers right now probably go for like $1,800 to like $2,500. Wow. Um, but they retail at like $190. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the pairs that just always, always keep going up. Um, but the way that they did it, they basically did this launch in 2018, and they had this like 1984 Range Rover, which was a classic back in 84. This Jordan 1 dropped in 85, and they wanted to give this shoe like a a distressed look. Like if you look, it looks like they're not new shoes. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you and be like, do you wear those? <laughs> right, right, because it because it, it does have a, a distressed look on it. But yeah. they wanted to show the blend of like I guess a 1985 vintage sneaker, uh-huh. uh, but it's built this way. And on the on the tag, it says you know Union LA on it uh, on the side. So if you are a sneakerhead, you go check it out. I, it's funny because I actually was going to tell you, like, if they're that nice, why are they so, they look so dilapidated? <laughs> CV, what are you doing back there, man? Are you watching the World Cup? Because this camera's just only on me. What? Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Um, Go, Lasso. Oh, I see you, bro. The Very World nice. Cup is on if you're following. Yeah. I, by now, would they, someone have won? Yeah. I bet you, well, Italy wins World Cup again. They're not Amazing. in it, though, I don't think. Oh, they're not? No. The USA so. won again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, if um, if you are into into kicks, you know it's uh, some people are on it on the investment side of things. Like my cousin Jake, he he uh, he kills the sneakers. See, game. I have to go either investment or I'm using it running to the ground. Well, that's why you buy two. You feel you feel me? It's my guy, buy one and sell one. Because I love the green ones. What are those called? The ones that are like almost tell Mike Saint you green. Grand, micro, grand trail secret. They're the ones, but the ones. Oh, yeah, the green ones. Oh, green gotcha. Yes, top. the green ones. Yes. Um, Celtic one. Uh, Mo almost made me buy him one night. He's mm. like, "Dude, I'm, I'm enough. You talk about it, just buy him. They're like eight hundred dollars." And yeah, well, so people who know shoes, they're like, "Oh, I see what you got on your feet." And yeah, then other yeah. people are like, "Why are your shoes dirty?" Well, think about this. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know? I would never be able to wear like I wouldn't wear them because right. either I'm like doing something like with the family for the holidays. I'm not gonna be rocking right. like a sweater, like a dad sweater. And then, <laughs> and then, I mean, maybe I could. Well, honestly, the ones go with everything. That's what's pretty cool. But they're like the blazers. They're like Nike yeah. blazers. It's, blazers you can rock with anything. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's a tough, tough angle. But yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe the ones in the future. I like maybe just to work out in Bar Miguel where no there one sees go. me. <laughs> there you go. You know, you go. but so dusty down there to kind of make them look dusty. like that. Dusty. Um, <laughs> so what's going on, my brother? Just feeling strong. Just feeling, feeling strong. strong. <laughs> as he as his eyes are closed, and just, he's like, I, dude, just feeling strong. You know, when you you just get the bar over your chest, and it just feels like it's noodles. It's <laughs> it's nice. Wait, um, your arms feel like noodles, or we went. So haven't been back. I haven't been in the city in a long time, right? And 
I always think to myself, like, I could have lived in the city. Probably couldn't have because I get easily influenced and will go out if someone's like, hey, let's go to dinner or whatever. <laughs> you know, not now, obviously, with kids. But back in the day, with no ties, you just go out constantly. You walk by a bar and you're like, that sounds like fun. We should go take a shot. Stumble in. No. Exactly. So we went in last night. Uh, F. Pretty, Frank Perelli, my brother, is in town. So he loves a chef, Frank Prisanzano, who's very famous. Uh, and he has a bunch of restaurants in the city. So we're like, you know what? Alyssa, Frank, Dana, Miguel, let's go in for a nice meal at one of these restaurants because you love the, the chef and you say it's tremendous. So let's go have a nice, like, we'll take the train in, drink a nice bottle of wine on the way in. Is uh, that legal? Apparently, according to Joe Salvo, it is. Oh, wow. And whatever he says, I take as gospel. <laughs> so I didn't even think twice. Uh, so we take the train in, nice bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. Frank's nickname is Sauvignon Franc because <laughs> he hammers white wine. Uh, and, you know, just like sipping on a bottle of wine, bullshit, and like riding the train in. I, it's nice. I forgot the... The pregame on the train on the way in is like it goes fast. But you're pregaming with red wine, so are you no tired? white wine. White oh, wine. white Sorry, wine. I was white. Gotcha. I, okay. And the cab sauv is cabernet. Yeah, that's yeah, red. Yeah, okay. So long story short, like subway in place is tight. Like I don't even think they let you in. Big <laughs> listen, you're just too many seats. Um, great spot, good pasta. Everything was simple, but just done really well. You know, they had pizzas, they had pastas, but it was like garlic, lemon, and spaghetti. Simple, but price it was tag? just beautiful. It wasn't cheap. Yeah, yeah. not terrible though. No? Like, because right. how much is it for a dinner for four? What four hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, like four hundred. But person. but going into the city for something like that, like you could go to places in Greenwich where you get whacked for four hundred. It's definitely not that vibe. Yeah, you know. So yeah. like, we don't do it often. A night out without the kids. Um, it was just very nice, and uh, it just it just brings you back. You know, you feel rejuvenated the next yep. day. Partly because the in laws slept over and took care of the kids last night. Beautiful, <laughs> but. Feeling good. Uh, our topic today, which we're going to get into, I don't want to rush us, has been very near and dear to my heart because I've been at a high level of stress lately, and I had, I kind of turned a corner. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because getting more sleep with the kids, but just kind of like that free feeling of like, listen, I can't control what happens. I'm just going to keep plugging away. Yep. I've embraced that lately, and then I've added back in, you know, got to enjoy the process more. You got to do more things that you enjoy, which we also talked about in the last pod. Right. But that's been something that I've been... When I'm thinking to myself, like, should I do it? Like, do you enjoy it? Yeah, do it. Do like, it. I'm not, I used to be a little too much of like, oh, it's money, like budget, yeah. this and that. Now I'm like, if you enjoy it, it's worth the investment gotcha. for your sanity. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we'll get right into it then. The um, the topic today, obviously, uh, that we want to share with you guys is the, How to concept, 400 pounds. <laughs> the concept of giving up control. Um, and I think you can take that multiple <laughs> ways because, you know, Mike and I are two different people. We obviously have two different perspectives on it. Um, but I'm a guy that definitely loves control, you know, my whole life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> my whole life, I've kind of been in a, a scenario of control. You know, if you're the oldest sibling in your family, you're kind of the, the one who controls the shots. You get to make the decisions. Um, or if you're maybe an only child, right, and you don't have siblings, I could see how, you know, somebody can attach to, to control. Um, but then I do remember, as I, I was kind of reflecting after you had mentioned the topic, one, I was thinking of one moment in my life where I like really surrendered to control. And it was during the time frame that I was being diagnosed with the Crohn's disease because I felt so like, you know, you want to be this strong guy. You want to be this um, elite athlete. You know, you want so much, but there's nothing that you can do. And I remember being in the, in the uh, doctor's office and running all these tests and just having a feeling of like, I have no control right now. And I didn't like it. I definitely didn't like it. But it actually taught me a lesson in the grand scheme of things. And I had to actually become the patient, right, from a doctor standpoint, but also learn how to 
be patient. Mm-hmm. And I think with um, giving up the concept of control, mistakes are going to be made along the way. I, I look at this now through a lens of a uh, from supervision. From that standpoint, I hold a very, very high standard of myself. Right. And I used to believe that everybody should meet that same standard. Um, but in business, you know, the biggest thing that you can do to actually grow your business and grow your brand is to learn how to give up control. Um, so that for me is kind of where I was going mm-hmm. when I heard giving up control, because I think a lot of people struggle in any even a work setting, you know, in terms of control. Yeah, the the uh, the I think. I, in the past, embrace this a little more. And then as you get more variables, kids, job, stresses, you get pulled away from it. But I, I, something that I used to live by well, and now I'm starting to again, is like you can't control a lot of the outcomes that happen on a day-to-day basis. You can just control your attitude towards them and being positive and enjoying the process. And mm-hmm. stuff happens. And obviously, if it's not like life-threatening, you just got to laugh. Right. Um, and... I feel like a lot of my stress comes from trying to control outcomes. Yes. And that in turn hurts me when I'm just trying to like go about my day. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes prevents me from actually doing the actions that would create that outcome gotcha. that I want, you know? Right. Yes. So like you get so wrapped up and like a good example is a, a Instagram post. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will send it out and then yes, you have to follow your shot and reply to comments and interact and all that stuff. But then they keep checking. Like, oh, what's it doing? What's it doing? Versus just going on the next thing. Notifications off. Exactly. You know? So, like, I came to this realization of, like, all right, you start a new company. Like, all right, worst case scenario, you know, the market absolutely tanks. You sell no properties. You run out of money. You have to sell a house. You go to that extreme place. But then in my head, I'm like, ah, F it. If it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. I can't really control that. I can't control what happens in the broader market. Yep. Um, I can't control if people just stop buying houses. Right. Right. I can't control if we have something that happens where we have to, you know, pay money and it, it hurts. So why stress about it? Work on today. And that's all you're, you know, as morbid as it sounds, it all could end tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would I stress about you have to plan for it. I'm saying don't I'm not saying don't plan. Right. I'm just saying don't stress about if your plan goes awry. Right. Which is that's tough to do. It's tough so to, hard. So so tough to lock into. Um, no, well well said. I love that. I think. But, but, um, and I want to ask you yep, because you're good. very regimented. I, a lot of my stress regimented would come reg. regimented. That's a good word. Regimented reg. A lot of my stress, even when we had the second kid, and I projected on Dana and the family, just in general, was like when I planned on working out a certain time, and I couldn't get it done. And then I was so stubborn that I'm like, I'm working out this time, even if it logically wasn't the right move, because then, you know, I'm not helping out or Mm -hmm. like it makes the rest of the day harder, this and that. Now that I'm more like water and fluid, I'm fluid with it now. It's like, all right, well, kids were up, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll find a time later today. And if I don't, I know we want to be, you know, in the gym and this and that. This is temporary. So if today I don't get it done, I just have to make sure, like you said, I don't miss two days in a row. Right. So if I don't get it done today, it's not the end of the world. I just got to make sure I get it done tomorrow. Yes. And if it means a 30-minute workout, but it's 30 minutes, do something mm-hmm. because that's a, a slippery slope that can get out of control right. and which will create, in turn, the stress anyway. Absolutely. So it's the balance of like, you can't stress about today. But you got to make sure you get it done tomorrow. Yes. Right? So it's like that. I'm I'm finally getting into a groove where I'm like, ah, I can't get it done today, family stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely working out tomorrow. Right. But you got to stick to that. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think there's different seasons when it comes to that, too, because I used to be in a position where, you know, kids aren't in the mix. You know, the job is not as stressful. So, like, you know, 4.30, 4.45, wake up, 5.15, work out. Now I've relinquished yes. that control yeah. because it's I- It's freeing. Yeah, it is freeing because- I can, there's nothing to say that like, I just can't bring my stuff to work and work out when I have, you know, a quiet hour and then jump in the shower. It's not my ideal because ideally I, of course I would like to work out, you know, in the morning, but there's different levels of relinquishing, you know, the the control, um, controlling though, like for, from a business standpoint is not the same as leading, right? Mm. Leading is an act of inspiration, an act of empowerment 
to other people, whereas a lot of bosses tend to be controlling. They micromanage things, which is fine because I think I did that at first because I felt I had to micromanage every little thing because I had to understand everybody's job, mm-hmm. right? So to an extent, I think I was trying to do the right thing, but looking back, I remember being like, you know, this decision has to come through me. You know, don't go over my head. You know, there's a chain of command here. Like, you can't go to the commissioner without coming to me, um, and that's a, that's a very tough place to live because you you instill control over certain individuals, but those individuals don't have any sort of respect for you Uh at the end of the day. Um, And I think relinquishing control actually, what? Relinquish? Relinquish. Didn't he say that? No, relinquish. Okay, get on, please get on, get on the mic right now. Dude, we should. Please get on the, get on the mic, please. We're going to have a debate real quick. We should have an SAT or an SAT, a spelling B. Okay. On, we, it would be so bad. Didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. But so I just said relinquish. I said relinquish and Claudio said what? It's relinquish. It's spelt relinquish, 100%. Uh, wait, in, do, in uh, let me do it. Let me Siri. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do. I don't know. Like I, I would never say relinquish. All right, let me say. Let me I'm going to relinquish. How do you <laughs> pronounce? And please play it into the microphone so everybody is is privy to this. Listen, Re- if you're driving in your car, you're on a treadmill. You know what's funny on the phonetics thing on the dictionary. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a G in there. Well, she said it like a she kind of said a quish. Relinquish. I listen. Ninety percent of people. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on this. Here's an Instagram Quish. poll for you. Quish. What wait, did you say? Wait. Hold on. Quish. Open up the camera, CV, to both of us. My bad. <laughs> okay. Listen. Instagram poll right now. Relinquish or relinquish? I don't know. What's your I, vote? I don't know how I say it. You got to get me in a natural state. So now you, you're all talking back. But hold on. You got, on on the, uh, on the on the dictionary, yeah, right? I, they always have like a phonetic. I would uh, say thing. give up. Just, you know, and it does yep. say. It does almost tell you to phonetically say it like relinquish. Quish. Oh, so relinquish. Right. So like the G comes before the K. Right. Okay. In the sound. But all I know is I'm from New York, and <laughs> all I know is we need hooked on phonics. Listen, Let's I go. am never gonna say relinquish. Hooked on Regina. That's correct. Relinquish. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. So let me. I just, yeah, I just didn't point. want you to get butchered by the way. But I want Instagram poll: relinquish or relinquish. People okay? are gonna be like, "Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's gonna. Be, everyone is in their head right now. Like, wait, how do I say it? So anyway, my point is, you have to relinquish control to build trust, right? For for a long for a long time, <laughs> I was transition. willing, and this is for entrepreneurs too. I feel like you know this is something that how did you say that that you no, do <laughs> entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> I feel like for a long time I was willing to, you know, work myself like really into the ground before I would ever run the risk of allowing someone else to make a mistake. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Right? And, and yeah. I can see that relating to you, yeah. especially in the scenario that you're in, because coaching somebody up like we've dis- discussed before on this podcast, the way that you like things and the way that you want things done, it takes time, mm-hmm. effort, energy. But over an extended period of time, like the role that I'm in, I see myself in this role for a long time, right? So I invest that time and energy into employees to then allow them to take over some control, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's a couple different elements. So like the team building is one, Mm -hmm. which I I struggle with daily is relinquishing. (laughs) How did I say it? I try to do it in like So I'm, I'm a perfect English dude. Uh, so it, the day to day of that, I'm learning more because I just realistically can't do everything because I want to do a lot. And I'm like, if you want to get there alone, you won't get there. Whatever that saying is, you know, yep. you know the saying. Um, so you have that. Then you also have the the client control, which is a huge element for my day to day, and. I remember, I think back to my listing appointments and the biggest thing I tell people is like, listen, you're in control. Like it's, you're driving the car. I'm literally just giving you the information for you to make the decisions. And my job is to inform you on what are your options and how I believe your choices will affect what happens. Right. Right. So you could accept this offer. It's a lesser number than we got previously, but if you don't, it is very possible it stays on the market another six months. Mm-hmm. We may not get the same offer, but at least you'll see that market. Right. So you have two options. You take the money today, or we can wait it out and see if you get a better one in the future, which isn't guaranteed, but it's up to you. And I've had situations where they've made a decision that if it was my house, I probably wouldn't have done. But at the end of the day, it's them. And the main goal of all of it is to like, um, I was reading a book and they said, send them off in a limo. Like at the end of the day, you want to make sure that if it sells or it doesn't sell, it's their their choice and they're comfortable what happened and they're right. leaving the whole. Hopefully, no one ever leaves the relationship, 
but the process they leave in a limo, very comfortable, at ease, doesn't feel like they got screwed, that type of thing. I like that analogy. Um, which was, I was like, oh, that's good. They yep. call it the Oprah effect because Oprah mm. gave away limos. She, she, you get a limo. Right. She apparently, I guess, when you do like talk shows or whatnot, they send you in a limo, but then you get a taxi on the way home. So she made it a wow. a, a point to send to people myself. in a limo and then send them in a limo on the way home because for her, it was very important to make a lasting impression. Wow! Because she's like, I want everyone in the future to talk about my interaction with me as like it was incredible because a lot of times there's like the primacy effect and then the, i don't know what the other part is where you just remember like the beginning how you feel and then the end is a big like sticking point so her difference just so i understand was that she actually to and from to her talk show yep she and, sent a limo and home. most people don't send that limo they send a taxi back home yep and she did the limo on the way back, too. Yep. That's elite. She, yeah. I'm sorry to all the No Snooze podcast guests in the past. You guys are responsible to drive We don't yourselves. send anyone limos. We limos. don't send anyone limos yeah. over here. Uh, um, no, that's good, man. That's 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 really good. I love but it. The, but the whole, like, and it relates to, like, every relationship where you're trying to, like, persuade someone. or Not even persuade, just whenever you're in a position where you're trying to come to a decision and you want to make sure the other person's like feels good man you honestly it's not that you don't care but either way you're good mm -hmm. you're just here to help you're along for the ride you're in their corner it's a very uh effective way to just put the ball in their court and right. let them come to that decision because good or bad it was their decision mm. so they can live with the decision like i always talk about i want the ball in my hand at the end of the game because if i miss or i make it it was my decision so like there's no anger there Right. You know, yep. which I was, I've had to rehash and redo because sometimes you, you know, even if your intention's good, you want something so bad for the person that you're like, ah, and no one ever wants to be pushed into anything. Like something as simple as like to work out. Mm -hmm. Like I always like come back to that. Like, oh, you really got to start working out. You got to do that. Like no one wants to be told you want, like even me, I had to come to the realization, like I need to get a coach. You've told me a million times, like, you should work with Ambrosio. Or you, everyone would tell me, and then when it was my my idea, all of a sudden it's a great idea, right? <laughs> that yeah. was convenient, by the way. <laughs> right? But isn't it, it's it's uh, it's interesting now that you, once you, like, identify something like, oh, uh, you know, it's like the Tesla, when, oh, I want to tell, you start seeing Teslas everywhere. Once you realize, like, oh, I'm trying to control the situation, you see it constantly. You're like, what am I doing? And then you, like, back off, and you're like, all right, how do you feel about it? What do you want to do? Oh, well, I think, da, da, da. okay, are you good with that decision? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good decision. I, I'm on board. All right, yeah. let's do it. it. The conversation becomes so less adversarial, more of like, I'm just here to assist, and here's my opinion, right. but it's your choice. Like, let's do it. And the stress level plummets because it's not like, yes, deals go sideways. Someone might not sign a contract, but as long as you're communicating, the communication is happening. People don't feel the unknown of not talking. Like, people get in their head, like, oh, we're not doing this because the seller wants to leave the country. Like, they're going to screw us versus, mm -hmm. like, hey, haven't heard anything today. Like, you know, how are you feeling about the whole, well, I'm a little nervous. All right, you can be nervous, but in my professional opinion, it happens. Right. People, it's the holidays, you know, people aren't working. They're checking out. They're I wouldn't stress yet. I'll let you know when, like, it's, I understand your stress because it's a stressful situation, but you don't. You know, I wouldn't be stressed. Just that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, all right. Like it's a weird. It's a. Do you find yourself in those conversations where you feel like you're taking more of a backseat, and you're more effective because you're letting them lead, and you're just kind of like guiding them in the right direction? Yeah. So in in a different term, I was going to go to um, delegation. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It, that's a form of what you're saying yeah, in, in yeah. terms of delegation. So you can use that. In so the I, I have this uh, this little note here that I that I jotted down, and it said, "When done right, delegation actually improves your productivity and promotes a positive growth amongst everybody that you're working with, mm -hmm. while also decreasing your stress level." Yeah. Right. But now, when it comes to delegation, it's tough because most people will look at delegation and be like, "Oh yeah, you just delegate little tasks here and there." Right. For example, you have a supervisor that has a supervisor above them the supervisor at the top says hey you know can you do xyz x and y are like really stupid z is very important okay now that supervisor is going to hold on to z and delegate x and y mm -hmm. so that type of delegation is not good delegation right because that brings no fulfillment to the 
the subordinate employee. We run into this situation all the time. So I've learned to really delegate high level tasks to individuals because it makes them have that sense of autonomy, of ownership and autonomy. And it's tough in an industry like we're in to really provide that to an employee. But you have to be strategic about giving up control and being OK with like, you know what? It's OK if you make a mistake. You yeah. know what I mean? I can coach you through that, but I'm not just going to give you my dummy tasks Yeah, because a lot of people will look at delegation as like, here's my junk work. And then long run, it empowers them to make decisions that won't stress you out because like it's a decision that they're capable of making, but it comes on your desk. You're going to get stressed because you're like, oh, I got to make this decision versus we've dealt with this before. I know my project. Right. This is what we should do. Yes. Um, and but also it's hard. That's it's, hard. Oh, it's extremely hard. But I think um, also the the long term, right? You, you said like long term. The long term in business is to become scalable, right? Yeah. So look at McDonald's. You know, McDonald's has been able to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of McDonald's, CV and I had a little McDonald's trip on the college really? tour, which was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my God. Um, Livy loves McDonald's. Oh, my God. Callie, too. So Happy bad. Meals, genius marketing. So bad. They get them early. Well, that's the thing, though, right? Early. So, like, for, for McDonald's, genius. it doesn't matter where you go. They're consistent. It's the most consistent product that you'll get. When you order a burger, you're getting a burger, you're getting the cheese, you're getting some onions, you're getting mustard, you're getting ketchup, you're getting two pickles. And not that I know it, Damn. but I mean, that's pretty much what you're going to get. No Snooze Podcast, sponsored by <laughs> McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? But like, it doesn't matter where you're going. If you're going to McDonald's, you're going to get that same product. Why is that? Well, it's because they were able to scale and they built systems in place, right? So step one is obviously building the systems that you have to build, but they also relinquished control, right? They they let go of the control. They allowed new ownership to come in, but now they learn their system, right? So that's something that I've been very focused on with our team because- our objective is to scale what we do, scale our organization. I had to come in as deputy commissioner, bring everybody together, try to create this work culture, which is still a work in progress, but we've we've made significant improvements in terms of our relationships, right? The one-on-one -on -one meetings that I do, my expectation was to do these for over a year, which I've done now going on two. And now everybody in their own little units, they actually end up hosting hosting these meetings one-on-one -on -one with their employees, and there's a trickle-down effect. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that do? That now allows me to relinquish control, not have to supervise everybody because the system is in place. Now I can focus my energy on the things that we're, that we're really stuff. trying to scale on. For example, we just closed in on our like biggest donation to date from Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but it, it was an awesome, awesome partnership, right? So for me to scale business, I had to really kind of remove myself to an extent of supervising subordinate employees to build community partnerships because that's a big vision for us moving forward, right? So we've been able to snag Coca-Cola. We've been able to snag Trader Joe's, ShopRite that I've shared, um, Regeneron now. Like we have really big organizations that are involved in us, but it's because my efforts can go elsewhere to have conversations with these VPs and the control of my day-to-day -day has been kind of relinquished to to the supervisors, Yeah, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. You know? that's, that's I mean, the goal is to... Be able to to alleviate yourself so you can work on the high return mm -hmm. efforts that no one else can do. Right. You can't take an, a person that works with you and put them in the same role and have the same result. Yes. Versus the thing that you're delegating, if you take anyone and put in a role, once they get trained up, obviously, they mm -hmm. can duplicate it. Right. You know? Um, I feel like in the past, you used the term uh, bottleneck. Right? Yeah, just, I'm the just for Just for whatever. Yeah. But I feel like companies struggle- when they actually have a business owner bottleneck, like that business owner is the only end all be all of every single decision. It's different in your case because you are one of one right now, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I mean? So you have to be that bottleneck. But for me, if I'm out of the organization, the organization still needs to run. If the commissioner is out, we yeah. still need to be able to operate. And yeah. I've been under... Um, uh, what's the term that I'm looking for? Administrations to where... It was a business owner bottleneck. Everything had to be their way. Everything yeah. had to be done that way. Yeah. And that's a very like controlling and toxic environment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's interesting because I'm going the opposite of what every firm or person in that gets in real estate does. They get into the business to then grow a team, to have brokers below them, to then grow, grow, right. and then not sell. Yeah. So my whole reason I'm in the business is to buy properties, mm -hmm. which is very counterintuitive. So, and- as I do it, it's not so much how much you sell, it's how, well, it's not how much you sell, it's how you sell mm -hmm. properties for me. From right? a skill set standpoint? Scalability. So like for me, I need to create a really great experience 
to be able to scale faster because I don't want to add all these other team members that gotcha. also sell properties. Right. So I'm okay with selling less properties, but being the only guy because my business model is to buy more properties and have more investments than sales, mm -hmm. right? In the future. Gotcha. So like it's a little backwards because I'm not giving up certain control of selling, but to do that and be effective, I need to give up all the other stuff. Right. Right. So there's like, I, it's not that I struggle with it, but I am the ultimate bottleneck. My, my business is only going to move as fast as I can operate. And the only way I can operate faster is to relinquish some control, put in processes and figure out how to be efficient because that's the only way that's as, the business is going to grow as fast as I can grow. Right. That's basically, yep. which is counterintuitive and a lot of people wouldn't do, but the end goal for me is not to build the biggest firm. You know, the end goal is this different angle where I'm building maybe the biggest portfolio, mm -hmm. right? Which if you look at selling property versus owning property, owning property is way more scalable. Selling property is very hard Absolutely. to scale. So I'm like, Absolutely. I want to scale the thing that I can scale and control, but I can, the control is not a difficult control. Mm -hmm. Like you're controlling the finances, right. you're controlling the people who manage the properties. You're not controlling a ton of people. With sales, you're controlling people, or not controlling, you're working with people, which is the ultimate variable, right? So that's like the balance. Hmm. So, but it like every mentor I've talked to, it's hard because everyone's like, why don't you? They don't understand. No one builds it this way because the people that build it this way are already owning properties and not in the business. Right. The people that are still in the business took the other route. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to people, they're like, you really aren't going to, why wouldn't you? Like, that makes no sense. Like, you, are you sure? Like, they're all very, like, they, I, it makes me feel like maybe I'm not right. But I know what I'm doing is effective. I just know it's not the typical route. And the people I talk to on the day-to-day -day basis took the typical route, which is fine. Gotcha. But it's a different model. Right. And that's why, good like, job. me and my company had a good uh, part parting of ways because I was very – I was clear with them. I'm like, listen, I'm not in the business to sell the most properties. I'm in the business to make enough money to buy properties. And I want to own more properties. And ultimately, if I don't want to sell in the future, I don't have to. I love it. But the reality of life is, like, maybe when the kids are older, I don't want to work all every weekend and have the, the element of all these things happening. So I don't know. But it's, it's a – something that – is going to be even more important for me is this control element that I have to figure out. And I'm working through now already in my own company, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I got asked a question that I guess you can tie back in to control. And it was a great, great question. And it said, what's your key to, to management pretty much, right? Like what, what I'm still figuring it out. What's it? Well, a hundred percent. Right. But I think my answer is very unique because of the response that I got back from this individual that asked the question. And when he asked the question, my response immediately was, listen, I think most people, myself included in the past, you have this extremely high level of expectation of individuals, right? And you basically draw up a scenario in your head that, you know, this person should be giving you 100% all of the time. My way of management is never one, I never believe that somebody is required to put the same amount of detail and attention to the job because I'm in a completely different role. I cannot expect a $17 employee, a $50,000 employee to have the same expectation of somebody that's making $180,000 plus. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm just giving regular, it's correlated with regular numbers, yeah, right? 100%. But like, this is a conversation I typically have with people and for supervisors specifically, a real good hack is to get into the mindset of understanding that your employees have a lot of life going on, right? So my expectation of employees is to give me 100%, but to give me 100% of what you can give me for that day, right? So if you perform at a 98 and that's your, that's your peak performance, right? But you come in one day and you're feeling like a 72. My expectation of you is never going to be the 98 at that moment, but I'm going to expect you to try to give me that 72. If you come in and you only have a 25%, right? I have to, as a supervisor, be understanding and relinquish the control of the thought process of, wow, you know what? You were a 98er, but you know what? The reality is you might have the flu. Your kid might be sick. You probably got no sleep. You can only show up at 25% today of what you typically are at, but give me that top 25%. And when I said that, people were like, oh, because it was around a, a roundtable discussion. And they're like, I never heard that before. And I'm like, well, the way that I built that was through 
the relationship building as a manager, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to learn how your employees operate. Because if you don't know how they operate, you're never going to know if they come in at that hundred or if they come in at that seventy, if they come in that if they, if they come in at that twenty eight. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. It's I I think it's super effective. The pro not the problem. The difference in like my industry is like I get to choose like who's kind of who's coming along for the ride. And there's no like per hour. The way I'm modeling it is like you're a part of the company. Right. And the way I'm looking at it now is like I'm trying to create the Marvels and the Navy SEALs of what I'm trying to do. So like Chris, right, our videographer, he's a ninja with video and whatnot. Like, you know, same thing we have here, same model. Um, You know, Ashley, great social media, good personality, like very in one lane. Like I'm getting people that in their lane, they're, you know, monsters. If someone comes in, they're not a monster lane. There's no like I'm taking fifty percent. It's like, eh, you're right. you know, it's not well. That's work. not what I'm. So so I that, know what you're saying. I'm saying if Ashley comes in and she's that hundred percent, right? Yeah. Then she's giving you that hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're but saying. But as a yes. as a person who's who's understanding and supervision, you need to be able to. If Ashley's having a bad day and she's feeling at a seventy five percent, yes, the yes. goal is for Ashley not to be at a hundred percent. It's a, it's for her to be at seventy five percent, which is a hundred percent for that day. Yes, yeah. So my you know what I'm my approach, kind of in general, so far, and again, I'm figuring it out. I'm not used to management. Like this isn't something. It's a lifelong thing, by the way. I know. Well, the whole this has all been new for me. The management of like people working with me, even if they're partners, that whole like managing because it's my business vision right. that I'm pushing. Um, and then even like kids, like that's a whole nother mm-hmm. element. But my approach is like I want them to be incentivized to build what we're building because it benefits them and their interests as well as their pockets. And I have to be okay with like they might outgrow it. And they might part ways, and it's okay. Right. Don't worry about trying to keep everyone forever, because reality is there's no way to control that yes. outcome. And the you reality is, stack your chips. The company is Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate. Yeah. Right. So you can find individuals that are going to be incentivized, and you could provide all of the you know best things in the world. But at the end of the day, it's your brand, right? Yes. So you have to be okay with them not giving you what your expectation of yourself is. Yeah, 100%. But because you're way more attached to this brand than anybody else would at be. At some level, though, because they are incentivized financially that it does well, if you, like, there's some people that don't want to build their own brand and be right. the face of it, yes. right? Which I is fine. Those people that I work with, I'm like, all right, well, I still want them to be like, yeah, I work with him. That's, like, the brand that I helped build. Yes. Right? There's that, like, element. Yes. It's not their name. But it's their company. Does that make sense? It does, for sure. If and you could do it the right way. I'm not, yeah. well, I'm so in the beginning right now. We've made progress, but every day I think through it because I'm like, if I was on the other side mm-hmm. and I'm working with someone, why would I stay? Right? And then That's you like go through the head and you're like, all right, if I was, do- I would want to be paid well like so that I'm appreciated. Mm-hmm. I'd want to work on things I'm interested in. Uh, I would want to like trust my employer, employee, whatever, partner. So that if shit does hit the fan, he's got my back, whether it's business or not. Yes. Right. So, and to your point, you, you know, the one-on-one meetings have been helpful for that. Yeah. Because we um, talk. So we just had a scenario at work, and and CV, I'm going to share this, but uh, hopefully nobody listens to this podcast from uh, from work. So we did this thing that um, is basically employee of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. We're doing it for the first time. We usually do employee of the month. I highlight everybody and I give them an incentivized day off during that month. That's nice. Right. So it's, it's great. And everybody, honestly, they it's, it's like a proud thing. It's like, oh, I got it. You can get it seven times in a row if you're, you know, do you give everyone a belt? Down. You should give people By the a way, belt. I, I just thinking of this now, you should have only made candidates that won previously. So if you didn't even, oh. if you weren't even in the running for highlight, yeah, for highlight, oh, every year would be different, right? Well, yeah. But so Hopefully. my, my, my vision of employee of the year was to, you know, gather everybody and kind of build some camaraderie behind what's going on. I wanted to see different people voting for different people. Um, and basically all it was is, listen, shoot me an email with the name and a paragraph as to why. Right. And we're going to give you a hundred and fifty dollar gift card to, you know, wherever it is, probably like a, a visa or a master or something like that. So you can do anywhere. And then we're doing like some some little belt. Right, that's gonna go oh, in that so person. That. So it's the gonna go in that, that person's office. They can rock it for 2022. The next year, you know, you can win again, but it would probably pass off to 2023. So people were excited about it. I had no intentions of ever even being in this conversation. It felt really good that the majority of the votes, believe it or not, came my way. CV. What? That wasn't what. I didn't vote for you. 
No, I know, I know, I know you didn't. No, 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 I know you didn't. And no, because I gave it to you. I, oh no, no, no. But, but so I didn't my, even know that you guys were for up for the vote. That's my thing. So I never even said, and I'm not saying this to brag at so all. So you created a yes. Yes, Bell, exactly. You want it? That <laughs> well, is so Dave. I but, love it. But again, so I'm I'm not telling the well, I'm I'm debating telling the employees this because I don't want the people who voted for me to feel like their vote didn't matter. Right. So I, there is a level of I have to say, listen, I'm not in the running here. Yeah, yeah. But it felt damn good to be supervising, you know, 30 full time individuals from the age of what do we got? 27 to 77. What did they vote out of respect or fear? <laughs> fear. Well, no. So the people who voted for me, they gave it to my secretary. They didn't even give it to me. Yeah. Which was funny. Yeah. But so one, I'm not taking That's that. Great. I'm not taking it. But it, it proved to me that, okay, yes, I'm I, listen, I make a lot of mistakes. I, you know, I lose it from time to time. But the majority of what I'm doing in terms of of this lane, and I think a lot of it has to do with relinquishing, you know, the the duties. <laughs> the relinquish count today. <laughs> the the is relinquishing of, of responsibilities. And I know it's not I, I don't mean to sound cocky by saying that, right? Like I that that was not my intention here, but it's effective. I it, yes. And, you know, I obviously giving it to somebody else because that wasn't the point of me to so be who's like, getting it? who's getting it? Are you can't say, we can't this, say that. You're announcing can, on this? Yes. No, no, we can't Michael. say Michael. When, when are you going to announce it? We're going to announce it at uh, the holiday party. Do you know who it is this, already? No, I won't. Yeah. Well, you know I know who it is. Who it is. Yeah. How do you, do you like do a whole like this person? Like, do yeah. You do a whole... Absolutely. And I'm going to do a little honorable mention of the people who were also mentioned. David Gina. <laughs> 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 yeah, listen, David Gina really won, but you can have second runner up. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, my, my real intention was never even to think, like CB just said, I didn't even think I was included in the mix because I'm the one that basically to organize it. So like, well, that they, wasn't the people were looking at you like, is this a trick That question? shows you how well people follow directions. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I guess you I, are. My, relinquished my supervision <laughs> sucks. They can't even follow directions. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so what else do I got here? Oh, so I also think, though, to that point of like, you know, the, the delegation piece, it's really a it's a morale booster yeah. amongst everybody when people feel that they're getting something more than just that paycheck. Yeah. Right. Like they have some sense fulfillment. of of fulfillment to a larger thing than, oh, I'm just coming and, and punching the clock. And these are things that we have to be conscious of because the majority of people in the United States are employees, right? They're yeah. not owners. Yeah. You know, they're not uh, business startups. You know, we're employees of somebody. And we all, at the end of the day, report to somebody. But even you know? as like an owner, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to feel like what you're doing, you're enjoying and you right. want to feel like you have control of it or some type of say in it. You know, no matter what, mm -hmm. even if you're on the top, the bottom, partners, teams. So the camaraderie and the it's just very once you let go of expecting the expectations of everything, like I'm expecting these people to stay with me forever. Like this is what it is like. All right. We make a rule like you can't work with other agents like legally. You can't do that. Yeah. But like I trust you not to share all my my secret like right. strategy and everything because. Yes, you could go to someone and tell them the plan. They're probably not going to be able to duplicate the way I'm doing it, mm -hmm. but it's not a good look, right? But at some level, the people that you bring on, you have to trust them. You can't like, and then if that trust is broken, then you, you operate from there, but you can't worry about it until it happens. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the whole saying of cross that bridge when we get, when there, get there is one of the best sayings because you may never cross the bridge. Right. So it's like you could be prepared for it, but don't drive yourself crazy thinking about, oh, my God, I got to cross the bridge. I got to mm. cross the bridge. You might not even get to the bridge. You got to get there first. You do. Um, so people might be thinking, right? And then this might this podcast might Relinquish. Get you, Which way? Might, might get you relinquishing some uh, some control. But how do you do it? Right? How do you like go about this process? You say, and, I don't give up. <laughs> and I think for me, the way that I'm looking back at at my process moving forward. And again, I am not this meticulous as I'm going through these processes. I want to be clear about that, right? Like I'm not some, some robotic, Claudio's rolling his eyes. I'm not some robotic individual that just like, oh my God, I have a process for everything. Looking back, I'm able to say, oh wow, my thought process. In hindsight. Yeah, was, was sort of this way, but while I'm going through it, it's not like I'm this strategic. But I think I it was, you just probably didn't like articulate it or the, put it on paper. Right. But in your mind, it had to be a plan that you follow correct you know i would think yes so one of my downfalls when Even I, now you'd be like mike pirelli all over the place <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my downfalls for sure was you know just being in that in uh just feeling like my decision has to be it has to be from me i'll go down with the punch if it's wrong you know but i want to get the credit if i'm right and i always wanted to be the one right i wanted to be the guy and i remember looking at like my my skill set 
and being like, okay, these are the things that I do really well, right? And then these are the things that I think I do well, but they're not as elite. For example, my communication in our organization and our industry, I believe to be at a very high level, right? Like my email structure, um, the the things that come in my office that have to go to state officials, to local officials, it has to be very properly polished. presented, polished. Um, so I'm not just talking about verbal communication. I'm talking about more written, right? And I'm probably one of the stronger writers in our group. So I was like, okay, well, there's no need to relinquish that duty because that's something that like, I believe... <laughs> <laughs> to relinquish Ding, There's a- <laughs> take it, just take a sip every time you hear relinquish yeah, or drink it tonight. Like if, you're above, if you're of age, right? Um, so there was no need for me to do that because honestly, I probably do that better than ninety percent of the individuals in in that facility, yeah. and it's time consuming and it's not really like a, a fun thing, right? But then you look at management, which I also believe that I do hold to a high standard, right? It was part of my schooling. Um, and I've just kind of stepped into that role my whole life of, of being a leader. But that was the one that I identified. And I said, listen, communication, I'm a better communicator than I am a manager, right? So I have to start learning how to build the systems in my team to show how I want the structure. And then I pull away from that, right? So the hack there to, to really figure out how to learn how to delegate something is to take all your highest um, elite skills, and you choose basically the lowest one of your highest skill set. Don't just give away all of your crappy stuff because when you do that, no one cares. No one wants to be your bitch. You know what I mean? Um, and and that's that's the simplified process of how to begin to relinquish some control. Force yourself into it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, Ding. I, I kind of brought people on and then I keep asking, like, what do you enjoy the most? Like, what part of what we do is like mm-hmm. what you look for? forward to yep and there was like one person that like i was thinking maybe even the organizational admin side and they kind of faded out of that and yep. i'm like all right well then that leaves this opening and then i met someone else and i'm like do you like organization oh i love it i'm like oh that's what gets you excited yeah i enjoy it mm-hmm. i'm like okay all right and then we're gonna push you into this so it's like you bring people into the organization and you kind of slide them into the right lanes right but you have to build their systems up right like you have to be the one to show them kind of how you want it. And that's a big piece. Well, too. that's more in the organization stuff. Right. And yeah. So like, for example, like our food reels, like we have a little like they upload it. They know once you post here, you got to upload here to then there so that I can get in and put it on you. Like there's a whole. But we're so new and we change constantly that those change. Mm-hmm. But communicating that has been difficult right. to be clear. Well, so that that's the thing, too. I think when you're um, giving up this this control, you have to be very clear with your communication right? and expectations the, and your expectation of the outcome that you do want. Yeah, yeah. But then also, I think the skill happens for the person giving up the control is to be able to allow the flexibility for them to figure it out. Right. Which is hard because you're so, like you're wasting my time. Just do it this way. And yeah, cough, cough. CV's not the best at that. <clears throat> it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. I'm relinquishing this power right now. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, listen. I know it's we're trying productive. to keep uh, we're trying to keep this tight. It's um, you know almost up on on time. But you have anything else that you want to touch on in terms of letting go of control? Uh, it's felt like a weight off my shoulders once I turned the corner in re re uh Language? resetting <laughs> resetting my thought process on the results of things you know when I'm, I'm focusing on the craft and the practice of lifting heavy ass weight making cold calls <laughs> yep. like i'm getting back into the, the 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 dirt which has been fun and not worrying about all of like the clouds and oh mm-hmm. you want this and you want to build this big cut like who cares just do the day to day and it'll take care of itself. It'll take care of itself. You Very know? good. Changing the diapers. CV, what do you got? I just have a question. Yes, sir. Do you request or do you request? Oh, I Jesus. request. Here we go. Request. Absolutely. Oh. Do you squeeze or do you squeeze? Ooh. I squeeze. He's doing a you mental uh, a mental <laughs> trick. No, but relinquish is way different, bro. Do you acquire? Or do you Aguire? No, Mark McGuire. <laughs> yeah, Mark McGuire. Mark I McGuire, for sure. You have it's a definitely, today? yes. Do you have a nickel? So, yes. You this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Mike. Dime, dime. Dime, dime. Oh, relinquish, relinquish, Relinquishing. Relinquish. All right, so listen. This one, I mean, I don't know if you guys are shocked, but this one comes from yours truly, Dave Regina. <laughs> I can't relinquish that yet. Started with quotes and now it's just Dave's thoughts. (laughs) It is though. So this is actually part of a message um, that I send 
kind of daily to, um, you know, I have some friends involved in the, the group. The Kings. That, that we, <laughs> the Kings, the King. That we, um, you know, we motivate one another, right? And ironically, after I tell you what this is, this is something that I just failed on. So, and by fail, it means that I had a little blowout, you know, myself and I, I acted poorly and, you know, I, uh, I said some things that I wasn't supposed to say. I'm happy you use the word fail because that's, well, no, no, this is, th- yeah, this was, this was a fail when you act like I win that. the bet. I win you the argument. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. No. Next, next point. All right. So it says it takes maturity to apologize even when it wasn't your fault. <sighs> we have to get good at walking away when everything in us says go hard and let them have it. There will be times that you know you're right. The other person is being disrespectful. But for the sake of peace, we have to learn to let it go. And then I got I got biblical here. Oh, no. And I said, the Bible, ironically, said, blessed are the peacemakers. It didn't say blessed are the people that are right. Right. And I'm somebody who always, you know, wants to be right. I want to be in control. So in your relationships, you know, at times it's okay to just to let things go. That's you giving in to the control. Right. Say the word. Say the word. What? (laughs) What do you mean? That's you relinquishing the uh, the responsibility. I think being right is extremely overrated these days, even though I like to be right. Um, But there's a bigger picture. Right. And like even with my daughter, there's so many times now I go back and forth with her and like, you know, I can tell she wants to put something here and I want to put it there. And like I kind of just I'm trying to learn to just let her let her rock. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm more about trying to focus on the piece, which is ironic because I just told you that I screwed that up. So I'm just being honest with you. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but listen, this is uh, this is now. I mean, we're well into the holiday season now. A nice cold December in New York. It's right? freezing. It's freezing in this basement. <laughs> it it is a little way. cold. Um, Michael, tell them where to shop, my brother. Nosenewshop.com. I got to update the credit card because I might <laughs> get a couple bounce backs. There we go. Yeah, there was a couple bounce backs on Did that. Did you get the emails? Uh, yes. But uh, listen, we want to wish everybody a happy, happy holiday season as you uh, come to the end of 2022. If you're listening during this time, if you're still rocking with us in 2025, God bless you. Um, And until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. And relinquish all duties and go to the gym. That's why I'm I really enjoy the workout today. I don't know if we're getting it. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. Relinquish. Relinquish. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.